Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Thursday, August 1st, a late week mini episode of the Skate Podcast. Many of you have been listening every Tuesday when Ken Laird and I record and then release our usual weekly episodes. Uh, if you missed this week's, you missed we took a couple of excellent calls from a couple of our Twitter followers, and then we had a nice debate about how much a number one goaltender is worth in light of the Andre Vasilevsky extension with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, but this is a mini episode, and even though it's not exactly the uh, greatest time of year to be a hockey fan, not much going on. There is some competitive hockey going on up in Michigan at the World Junior Summer Showcase. Uh, Team USA is up there with Team Canada, Finland, and Sweden. It's been some uh, pretty good hockey as those kids try to try out for their respective World Junior Championship teams. And one of the prospects that's really stood out so far is John Beecher, the Boston Bruins first-round pick. So we've seen all the tweets. We've seen all the videos. Some of us have even watched some of the games on Hockey TV or on NHL Network. Uh, but I thought it'd be a good idea to get someone who was there firsthand, had an up-close look at John, has been following his career actually even before he was drafted by the Bruins. That would be Mike Morreale of NHL.com. He's been covering World Junior Championships, prospects, the draft for more than a decade for NHL.com. Him and his colleague, Adam Kimmelman, they just do exhaustive work, amazing work. Uh, the, the amount of stories they produce every year during the season, and especially leading up to the draft, is just unprecedented, unmatched. And Mike is just a really thorough guy, knows all the prospects front and back, and uh, he had some great tweets, I thought, about John Beecher. And so I thought it would be a good idea to talk to him. And so here is my conversation with Mike Morreale of NHL.com. So, yeah, so it seemed like um, it seemed like as soon as I kind of reached out to you and, and made contact to uh, to do this little podcast, John Beecher scored a goal in the uh, in the first period of the U.S. game uh, yesterday, and uh, I thought that was pretty appropriate that uh, we had kind of lined this up because you know a lot of talk and tweets coming out about Beecher this past week, and uh, so I just wanted to maybe get some impressions from you about him, and you know what what did you see uh, in the few days you were up there in Michigan uh, watching him. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me on the program, Matt. Yeah, no uh, problem. You know, to, to me, to me, John Beecher deserved more playing time than he probably got in, in his draft season. Okay, um, which is why, which is why I feel uh, he really, um, you know, he really was uh, almost a steal in my eyes, uh, like the number thirty pick to the Bruins. You know, it's, it's really hard. It was hard to get playing time when the options over you include like a Jack Hughes and Alex Turcott. Uh, um, and players of that stature, but the feature has a real nice skill set. He's fast, uh, he's big, and in short, he, I, to me personally, I think he's the, the perfect uh, fit for the Bruins. Uh, I think he'll be a, a top nine forward um, in that system. He could go top six. He, he was playing wing and center um, at the World Junior Summer Showcase for the U.S. Um, he can play both roles because he's got that size. Uh, he's got that size about him. He goes about six, three, four, ten pounds. He's a left-hand shot. Um, so, you know, those two seasons, I, I think, with the, the national team development program did wonders for him last year. Sure. Again, you know, with, 
with limited playing time, and you know, quite quite honestly, Matt, he, you know, he really didn't get top minutes on the power play either uh, because mm-hmm. you have those other great players ahead of him. So he had 15 goals, 28 assists, 43 points um, in 63 games for the for the program last year. Which I thought uh, I think is saying a lot for his ability and what he the way he brings. But I'm telling you, every every coach and, and general manager right. out that is present watching him really say that this, this shit for his size, the skating, um, his speed is just so impressive for a player of that stature. Yeah, exactly. You know what I kind of like is that you bring up the fact that he was playing behind views and all the, the legion of players, so many of them that went in the first round this year, and I like the fact that uh, the Bruins in the past have made picks like this, and they've sold us on that type of notion that the player they're picking maybe didn't produce because they were behind people. But at least you know experts like yourself and scouts and, and people uh, on Twitter are, who have watched him play and watched the program are saying the same thing. So that's that's kind of changed my opinion a little bit of the pick since uh, since the Bruins made it. I still maybe would have liked to have seen them go for a more dynamic kind of player, someone who's. Uh, definitely, you know, guaranteed to at least have the offensive upside, maybe coach them into the defensive role. But clearly, this is a, a two-way player that the Bruins, the Bruins kind of you know, subscribe to this theory that you draft the two-way players and that they're going to fit in and in the system, like you said, they can they can play top six and, and get the points. And, and I guess we'll see. But there, there was maybe some worries about a lack of finish with him. Do, do you see any reasons why that might have been, or was it just the fact that he wasn't playing in the in the bigger roles? I, I think the, I think playing in that second tier, third tier role with the program had a lot to do with that over the past two seasons. Um, obviously, you know we'll see a lot uh, from Beecher as he goes to the University of Michigan. I think he's going to play uh, a real big role there uh, for, for the club. Um, you know, when I spoke to him and I got a chance to, to talk to him after uh, one of the games yep. at the summer showcase, Matt. And, you know, he told me his, his strongest assets are his skating, his size, um, and his shot. He, he mentioned his shot as, as one of the strongest assets of a player. But then I, when I asked him about the areas he needed to improve, he said being able to make uh, quicker plays in tight, uh, being able to, to, to more effectively play away from the puck, are two things that he's been working on to improve. Sure. But I'll tell you, you know, at the, at the showcase, and, and let's face it, we're in July, August here. Um, so it's still early. He had the adrenaline shot, the adrenaline boost of, of playing, you know, getting on the ice and playing with his teammates and playing against another country. So there's all that to consider as well. But, uh, you know, you know, I believe you've had a player here that could be comparable, very comparable to a Blake Wheeler. Okay. Uh, where, um, he's able to play in the middle. If you want to throw him on the wing, you do that. Um, you know, he was, he's effective on faceoffs. You throw him there. But he's a big body forward, and as I said, you know, despite the fact that many would consider him to be a power forward, I also see that skill set where he can, he can, you know, if he takes off and, and gets on a breakaway, he has those, those finish, that finishing punch yep. about him. Does he need to work on all those other things, and particularly those areas that you stressed, uh, you know, maybe the finishes? Yes, of course. He's 18 years old, 19 years old, but I really believe that this is a player that's strong to flourish. Uh, at the University of Michigan. He'll play big minutes there, top six role. He'll be a big guy on the power play, probably playing in the middle. Um, so for Bruins fans, I think you have a lot to look forward to 
uh, in John Beecher. Yeah, that's a great comparable. Having Blake Wheeler as a comparable, obviously, it resonates with Bruins fans, and you know, so many people, so many people are, ten- are tentative when you try to get them to compare. They always want to say, "Well, John Beecher is John Beecher," but that's that's the little bit I've seen of him in development camp and in this tournament uh, this week. Yeah, I could I could totally see where that's coming from, and yeah, like you said, Blake Wheeler was kind of a center wing. They kind of kind of didn't know where. Exactly, he was in a fit when he got here, and, and so it worked out well. And uh, you know, hopefully, he gets the same uh, type of patience that uh, you know Atlanta slash Winnipeg got with Blake Wheeler, because you know Blake Wheeler clearly wasn't the player here that he was going to be two, three years down the road, and that's mostly because of the the way they developed him. And we'll see how that goes, I guess. Yeah, he's, he's a real good athlete overall. Right. I mean, his mom is Natasha ran track and cross country at Union College. Oh wow. Played with Played with Frost and Golf and Omira Pollock. Um, and actually, his older brother, Bright Beecher, you know, got John into hockey as a kid. Uh, John didn't like uh, playing the game at all. And, and he, you know, he told his parents <laughs> it was too slippery. It was too slippery. It was too slippery out there for him. But, you know, eventually he, he got the knack of it and, and really picked, it, picked up the game rather quickly. And um, he's smart. You know, he knows how to play defensively and without the puck. You know, a big kid that. He really had a strong second half there this past season at the program, too, Matt. And, you know, in tournament play, he was usually one of the better players. Uh, you know, he could set up guys, and, and we could be, we could just be scratching the surface now with, with what John Beecher will become. Yeah, excellent. And so, Mike, just tell my listeners, like, what? how long have you been on this beat, like the World Junior slash draft beat and, and in prospects? Yeah, so, uh, you know, when I first uh, arrived at Dot Com in 08, uh, I was strictly, you know, doing the Devils coverage, um, and I did some draft features here and there, and, and, and then, you know, a couple of years later, you know, Adam Tillman, a colleague of mine, he did a little help with the draft coverage, so you know, I figured I'd dive in and, and, and give it a shot, uh, because I enjoy it so much, uh, when I was with the Daily Newspaper, the Star Ledger, um, uh, for 17 seasons, and I did high school and college hockey uh, at the paper. So, you know, covering prospects and getting new names, uh, you know, in the head and, and trying to figure out where they might fit in on an HL teams was something right in my wheelhouse. So, uh, you know, I really enjoy it. So it's since 09, I would have to say since 09, 10, I've yep. uh, going to all the drafts. Uh, I've been going to all the combine. Um, you know, I, I got a good... Uh, uh, list of, of players that, uh, you know, gone in the first round that, you know, they recognize me now and I go into the locker room. Sure. It's really cool. And, um, to have that, uh, to have that, I guess that tie and that, that kind of almost like a friendship with the players whenever they see me. Cause I always tell them before they leave the big time and get those big contracts that, uh, hey, don't forget, get about the little junior yeah. writer here that, you know, first. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, um, but yeah, you know, it's been a joy, man. You know, it's been fantastic. It's just nice because you know what the good thing about it, too, Matt. Despite the fact that you know, obviously, I cover the Devils and uh, yeah. I do all that each season, cover all the home games for the Devils and the Leafs for playoffs. But um, it's a new crop of players, the, the prospects every year. So it, that's what makes it interesting to me. There's, there's a there's a new player that's at the top of the list that, that everyone is looking at. That people number one in the draft every year. So that's something that intrigues me. 
Um, the Warner Bros. players shift their backgrounds is always a bit something different. Right. Excellent. Well, I really appreciate you giving me some time here. I know you're between World Junior Summer Showcase and a summer vacation here, so I know that's always a hectic time. I know when I get off work and then I'm going on vacation, you have to get, you have a million things to take care of. So I really appreciate you giving me the time, and uh, maybe we'll catch up again during the season. Always a pleasure, Matt. And so there you have it. There's my conversation with Mike Morreale of NHL.com. I knew Mike would be a great guest, and he lived up to the hype. Some great insights into John Beecher. I particularly liked his uh, comparison of Blake Wheeler. That should get Bruins fans pretty excited. And so this is uh, a mini-episode of the Skate Podcast. We hope to give you those late every week, maybe once, maybe twice, even a week, in addition to our regularly scheduled episodes when Ken Laird and I will release those on Tuesdays. Talking hockey all the way through the summer and into the season. We do not take an off season at the Skate Podcast. You can follow us at the Skate Podcast. You can send us uh, some suggest- suggestions if you'd like to maybe even call into the show at some point. You can let us know at the Skate Podcast. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes and all your favorite podcatchers, and also uh, just listen to us streaming on uh, wei.com. And uh, like I said, we'll be back. Ken Laird and I will be back for a regular full episode next Tuesday. Thanks. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.